TLDR. If you're short on time, still want to listen to Barbara Daust's wisdom, insights, tools, and techniques of how to unleash your creative potential and change your personal realities, achieve your goals, unleash your dreams, then listen to these seven minutes of sound bites. But if you do have time, you're out a run on a cycle or a long drive, then do listen to the full episode. It's long, but it's full of great wisdom, insights, and a wonderful story. If you do enjoy it, please share it with your friends and family because it helps us grow this podcast. Thank you very much. You know, a lot of people will say, let's connect to your why, you know, and when you have your why, that will drive you. But there are some people who just have a want. For example, Edmund Hillary wanted to reach the top of Mount Everest, but he didn't exactly know his why. He just knew he wanted it. And so a lot of people that I work with, Mark, it's I encourage them to get outside the comfort zone, do something scary every single day. Subconscious mind is holding on to the comfort zone because it doesn't like humiliation. It doesn't like embarrassment. It doesn't like feeling inadequate. And then our ego mind, which is based on survival, the fight, flight, freeze response, they're holding on to what it already knows because the unknown represents the potential for death. So I say to people every day, do something scary to get outside your comfort zone so that you teach your subconscious mind you're not going to die. So we've transposed from caveman days, our jungles of lions and tigers and bears, right onto our cities. And so we're always looking for threat. The brain is 85% hardwired for negativity because it's constantly seeking threat. And if we're threatened in any way, we're going to go back into our cave. We're going to hide. And so risk-taking is really what a lot of highly successful people do. Part of the problem with training, and billions of dollars are spent on training in, you know, in corporations and businesses, but they're not focused on the individual's paradigms. So there are no two people that are alike, Mark. And no two people have the same paradigms. You, you could be twins, but it doesn't mean that you don't have the same friends. It doesn't mean you have the same experiences. It doesn't mean you have the same emotional responses to anything that you've experienced in your life. And so everybody is being measured against, let's say, the successful person. Well, this person made it to the top because they did this, 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 and this. They pick a phone and they made their 30 phone calls a day. They did their cold calls, whatever, you know, and then we're being taught, people are being trained to compare themselves to the highly successful individual in the corporation. And if you look anywhere, it's usually 5% that are succeeding because they're not dealing with the individual's paradigm. And that paradigm is that individual's limiting beliefs, their programming, their conditioned environment, their circumstances. And they're not even aware that they're being held back by this programming on the subconscious level. So it's to bring it up to the conscious level because the conscious mind is really, the purpose of the conscious mind is to focus and choose, focus and choose. And everything else, 95% of our behavior, neuroscience is showing this more often, that 95% of our behavior is controlled by the subconscious mind. All the programming, the limiting beliefs, ancestral, generational programming, right? And that's why first generation, second generation, third generation welfare becomes fourth generation welfare. I have to give feedback. And it's just because my antennae are picking up, you know, things that you can't see in, in you. So that, I think, one of my biggest talents. But I could also see that Using that most of my life pushed me away from understanding highest 
level of change, of going through change and understanding that change is a painful process, which is why most people don't change. Because we have the tendency to be negative, the brain is 85% wired for negativity. We have the tendency to focus on what isn't working. And why we do that is because when we're in the what isn't working, we feel a lot of pain. We feel the emotion. We feel the trauma. We feel, and that's a vibration. So feelings are vibrations. And we don't go around saying, you know, how are you vibrating today? How are you feeling today? And it's just a conscious choice to, you know, describe vibration when we use the word feeling. I always say smart goals are not that smart. Go for the big, hairy, audacious goal and then use smart goals to get you there because the smart goals are just what I call milestones and that you want to be able to say, well, I'm aiming in this direction. So it's kind of like a torpedo that aims for its target and nothing's going to get in its way. It's a psycho-cybernetic system that we all have. If you're so focused on the big, hairy, audacious goal, the conscious mind goes into overwhelm. And remember, the focus of the conscious mind is focus and choose. So it's to have the awareness of this is the aim, but then to break it down, and then you're more likely to hit it. And when you hit that, you feel confident, you feel more success, and then you keep repeating it until you get bored. And then you're in that conscious competence phase. And so it's to hit those milestones or to design those milestones and to have a sense of designing your life. What usually happens is that things start to come to you and it's whether or not you're going to say yes, because some of those things that come to you are what I call the unimaginable. We've got neural pathways and these neural pathways are locked into grooves. And so if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, that groove just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and more committed to what it already knows. And so to change, you know, and to create new neural pathways and new networks, it does involve your imagination and it does involve daydreaming and it does involve deeply listening and, and, and not just having a limited viewpoint, but the subconscious mind interprets language into pictures and pictures create emotion. So, so that's why media uses imagery to sell. And we don't buy from our thinking mind. There is a percentage that does buy from their thinking mind, but it's about 15%. The other 85% are buying from their emotional mind. So we're always responding or reacting from our emotional place, which is what is called our program, what we already know. And so to break up with that is really designing Again, a new idea, a new thought, or taking even a visual, an image, and go into a future memory. So most people are spending 97% of their day just rewiring past memories over and over and over, pictures of you know things they did in the past. More often than not, it's great when you're focusing on you know images of success or times that you felt happy or you felt joy or you know, the good times, but more, most people are focused on their mistakes, their regrets, what they didn't do right. It's really about growing the brain, growing the networks, having a growth mindset and evolving it through frequencies that are more positive, healthy, regenerative. We're not going to regenerate our health 
if we don't believe we're going to be well. We're not going to do the work it takes to get better. The future memory is take a picture of something you want to have in your life, whether it's a trip to Bora Bora or whether you want, you know, to bring your family on a vacation or whether or not you want to go to Disney World, whatever it is. And you take that future memory and dream about that every day instead of dreaming about what isn't working and the past that no longer is serving you. Because the conscious mind doesn't know the difference between past, present, or future. It only knows now. We could talk about all this goal setting and, you know, bringing success principles and spiritual principles and universal laws together. But ultimately, I believe it's really about how do you engage in the present moment to its fullest? Okay, that's all for now, folks. Now, here's my ask of you. Please follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever player you use. Also, please subscribe to our new Random Collisions newsletter. We really are working to build a global community of action takers, action engines of people that really care about the problems that need solving. Thank you very much, and see you next time.